the issue is not at an international level. Bafana Bafana will always will always reflect what is happening with the PSL. This is true of every 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 country in the world. It is a reflection of the local league. If most of the players are based in the local league, as um, Bafana Bafana is the case, or of where their players are based internationally. I've been here many times before, and I've never been defeated, and still. I will never be defeated. It's Jay. What's up, everyone? This is Jay from the Two Upfront podcast, where we look at the weekend sporting action and other narratives around the sporting arena that may have gone under the radar. All right, Chuck. International break. Club football is not is not playing, and people are losing their minds around the world. There was the slap heard around the world, and there was some shenanigans on Twitter where some guy apparently was waiting on a payout from Betway in order to cover his 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 tab at the bar. I'm glad uh, club football is is on the return soon, but uh, until then, we'll cover what happened. Welcome to Two Up Front. I am Jay, and I'm not by myself. As I said, I'm joined by Chuck. What up, Chuck? What's up, Jay? Um, what's up to listeners, viewers, everyone? So, uh, the last of the international break, uh, if you're particularly a South African fan, or if you watched Bafana's game, you saw the demolition job that was carried out by France, and mm-hmm. it was not a pretty sight at all. We were, we were smashed in the end 5-0 by France. Um, it was a big gap in class. I mean, mind you, this is world world champions, um, arguably world number one, regardless of what FIFA stats say throughout the years. Um, the best team in, in the world, according to what they carry, which is the World Cup trophy. Um, Jay, when you look at that particular performance, um, yes, we got smashed 5-0. Score, scoreboard aside, when you look at how Bafana played against France, the, 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 the gap in quality... What do you think that's down to? What do you make of that particular performance? So first of all, the performance. Um, the performance was, uh, I don't want to say David versus Goliath, because when this term is used, I kind of feel like people look over the fact that the winner in that contest was a smaller guy. But it was it was a, 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 a giant, so to speak, um, mm-hmm. in the game versus, like it or not, a minnow. Um, True. So and as a result... It was confusing for me in terms of um, the performance from the Bafana side. On the on, on the French side, they were just better. You know, they were just better. You saw in the midfield, um, Golo just striding through as he pleased, um, picking the ball off of them. And you saw with their press, like mm. literally we were losing the ball consistently at, in, at the back, trying to play out from the back. And France just picked us off. Even that playing out from the back, um, why was why was that the tactic? Um, I, maybe maybe this is how Bruce wants to play. Um, this is how this is this is the identity that he wants Bafana to take on. Mm. But I, I I feel as though you need to be able to gauge your opponent and you need to be able to adjust um, on the fly. Not even and within within five minutes you mm. could tell that this is not this is not what you want to do against this opponent because. We are not that great with our passing game. Uh, we cannot. We are not press resistant. So there was that issue. Then there was the issue of um, how we set up. When you then recognize that this team is going to pour it on, mm. I think to myself, this is where then Bafana should be adopting a Spurs versus Man City, where you are sitting back, where you are playing in the low block, where you are defensively astute, and you 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 understand that they're going to have a majority of, of of the ball and they're going to come at you, but then you make it hard for them to 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 break you down. Mm. 
but then that didn't happen. Um, one, because for whatever reason, um, Bafana were playing a high line and we were being exposed on, we, on, on, on the wings like every single time they found the ball behind the fullbacks. Griezmann looked like he was 22. He looked like he had Mbappe's <laughs> legs. And I haven't seen Griezmann sprint and, and out sprint an opponent like that in forever. Mm. But against Bafana, that was, that was the case. Mm. I mean, even on the side where he was playing with Lekay, Lekay, I do believe, is the best that we have at left back at the moment. But when you see Lekay at Sundowns, you see him mostly attacking. I watch a lot of Sundowns because I'm a Sundowns fan, but like I cannot mm. tell you what my rating is of Lekay as a defender because he's never in that position much. He's pressed here to actually defend. You know? Mm. But... We can't even play that low block, Chuck. Because if you're watching the PSL, when you when you when when you look at the shape that PSL teams take, you can't you can't quite tell that they are coached up in how to play in a low block. How how True. how do they set up when they don't have the ball? So you don't suddenly get to national team level, and suddenly these things that you want these players to perform are you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna teach it to them in what a a, a few weeks of camp, and they're gonna be able to carry it out when they they get onto the pitch against the France. Mm. So that was the confusion of of of, of the performance and. To, 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 to go into what needs to happen. We'll come back to that one. What did you make of the performance? Look, um, I, I saw these numbers online. Um, they weren't, um, to, cl- to clarify, not on from the FIFA official uh, website, but North Macedonia is ranked just one place above Bafana. Mm. They knocked out Italy from qualifying uh, for the World Cup. They pushed Portugal. Um, and actually, they, it was even though Portugal won 2-0, it was a very tense tense affair. And I mean, credit, kudos to them for even getting to the point where they could get to the uh, World, Cup, World Cup qualification. But when you look at those two sides, Jay, fighting North Macedonia when it comes to the Euros, they're the minnows. We failed to qualify for the World Cup. We failed to qual- qualify for, for AFCON. And sadly, it's somewhat the norm now. Um, as a Bafana fan, you know that these things are not quite going to get there. What I made of the performance, Jay, is that, man, firstly, team selection. Sian Dakulu does not have a club, but he's playing ahead of people in the national team. Not even playing ahead. He's, he's using Bafana to stay fit. Taba. The <laughs> national team. Number two, Umunare. I see him in a Pirates shirt every other week. I'm not convinced. He's not at least even the Munare last season. He's, mm. he's, 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 he's a step off it um, at this particular time in the game. When they added a good man, that was added impetus that I thought, thought this guy should have been playing from, from the beginning, right? Because he does the, exact, the very same thing, which is outshine Umunare Pirates. Mm-hmm. He came there, made a difference, not to actually affect the game, but to have Bafana play better in those particular sporadic moments. But generally, Ndwana, our midfield could not, could not stand toe-to-toe with, with France's midfield. We are not even... We can't even shine their shoes, to be honest, because they were waltzing, waltzing through the midfield. Lord Mvala with the Shibobo from Mbappe there. <laughs> nah, it was... <laughs> You know what? Um, it was a big golfing class. Um, but where, where we are at fault, Jay, and I think it, it's not just down at national team level, but our, our general style. I mean, we always lament, and as much as we do watch the PSL, we lament that it is a bore to watch because it's very slow, it's very predictable, and it's not very it's not very technical as a game to watch. There's, they're, they're not, there aren't too many players that you're like, this guy over here, he's sourced. This guy over here has got raw pace. This guy, we're just watching football, basically. And you can see that, uh, and you can see how, how how that how that how that comes to light when you look at players like Abo Abo Lake up front. It's good on the ball, but when he's in those situations, mind you, he's being uh, um, mocked by Abo Varan, he's being mocked by Abo Saliba, and it's not really easy. But he he can carry the ball, but after that, doesn't know what to do. The guys aren't even there to come and support him. 
we'll try to play, to play from the back, Jay. I think after the 10th minute, when we've been intercepted 10 times, we, it should ring a bell. Like, guys, let's... I think here's what, 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 what coaches tend to say, and this is the model that they use, as we need to play like a Cosatina, meaning to, when we need to be compact, come together, mm-hmm. and then stretch out when we can. When we're playing from the back, and we clearly don't have the, the, the quality, as you, play, as you point out, to pass the ball, give us more options. Because if I'm going to try to find Monare with a 20-meter pass, and then I lose the ball, and do it again five minutes later, do it again 30 seconds later, it's really not learning what we're doing, learning from what we're doing when we're going wrong. So I think... If we're going to try to do that and we're going to stick to our guns and we're going to play this way, we need to find a plan B to our original idea or to our philosophy. There needs to be a plan A, plan B, a plan C to try to do the philosophy. But if we're going to hit the brick wall over and over again, as Mbappe put up on Instagram, it was just there for some fun. But you see, Chuck, I don't think you can just figure this out at, at, at national level, mm. like at international level. When you say that um, the players don't have the technical ability, they do not have the technical ability to beat the press. Wanted the idea is there, right? Mm. You can have an idea all you want, but if you cannot execute it, what good is the idea? Sure. Because sure, you want to play on the front foot perhaps and you want to play out from the back, but then if the players who are supposed to execute that plan do not have the technical ability, they're not suddenly going to develop it because they've been in camp with um, this coach from Belgium for a period of two weeks. What I saw in, in the two internationals, actually, mm. even ver- going back to the game against Guinea, I saw that the PSR was exposed. The PSL was exposed for its lack of pace in the game against um, against France, and the PSL was exposed for its lack of goal scoring in the game against Guinea. In the game against Guinea, without exaggerating, I I I I, I will say that uh, South Africa should have been three or four 0 up by half time. But they created these chances but could not convert them. And that was not a shock to me because when I watched the PSL and everyone watches the PSL, laments the same thing. There aren't enough goals in our game. Mm. When you see a Mamelodi Sundowns um, be able to play out from the back and it's easy, that is very different because uh, than when you play against France because the teams in the PSL don't press. Mm-hmm. And so it looks better than what it actually is because the opponent is not... Is not, is not um, pressuring you into being brilliant at, at, at doing that. Mm. So the issue is not at an international level. Bafana Bafana will always will always reflect what is happening with the PSL. This is true of every 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 country in the world. It is a reflection of their local league if most of their players are based in the local league as um, Bafana Bafana is the case or of where their players are based internationally. In the past, we've had players like Benny McCarthy and um, Steven Pina who played overseas. These guys barely played in the PSL, mm. which means most of what of their development then happened in Europe. And we don't, we don't, we don't have that at this point. We don't have um, young players transition from like 15, 16, 17 and go directly to overseas where the quality of football is higher, whether you want to admit that or not. Mm. Instead... Um, as a recent uh, a recent um, study proved is that when they compared 60 leagues around the world, the PSL being one of them, we have one of the lowest um, turnovers of, 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 of young players which are playing in, in the PSL. We, we're bottom five in that study. We don't have young players playing in at, at the very top of the game. You are considered a young player at 24. We, we, are, we are happy when a 24-year-old is coming through. Whereas we should have your 18, 19, 20-year-olds. Mm-hmm. If you look at Mbappe... And it's mad to think that that he was doing what he was doing at the World Cup at 19. He's still only 23 and he looks like top three, top five best players in the world. He has been in that position for a good four or five years Mm. right now. Not everyone's going to be Mbappe, but 
you should have at least one guy in that Bafana in that Bafana team where, okay, this is the guy that we're looking to for the future. We don't have those players, mm. and this is this is a problem then that comes down. We know this is a problem that comes down to development, because if you don't get it right there, the national coach, whoever he is, Chuck, we are we are sitting now in 2022, and we consider Pizzo Misimani perhaps the greatest South African coach who ever was. It's easy to forget that Pizzo coached Bafana Bafana, mm. and he couldn't figure it out. We've got what we've qualified for. I, I believe we've qualified for one tournament of the back of our own efforts without hosting, just one, the Afcon <laughs> of 2019. That's in the last sad. 20 years. That's very in sad. the last 20 years. Mm. So we're gonna keep changing coaches, and nothing is gonna change. Even if sure, Safa needs a turnover itself, but even that is going to is is going to change. And if it changes, but then it doesn't impact what is happening on ground level. Then we are going to continue watching Bafana Bafana and asking the same questions. What should we do? You can't do anything at so, that level. So we're somewhat saying that whoever's going to come in as coach for Bafana is somewhat like a hospital pass from Safa because the structure is broken. There aren't enough players from the PSL that are of a high enough quality to actually make a good uh, Bafana Bafana representation. So even if, as a coach, Chuck, we can go get Pep Guardiola and he's going to try to communicate an idea to these players. These players are going to be like, what, what exactly do you want us to do? And it's not because these players are not smart. Mm. But the football IQ is lacking because it has not been, it has not been taught to them from a young age. So, as I'm saying, then they suddenly get, getting to together for a camp and they gonna figure out things that are, are, are not given to them at, at at club level. It's never gonna happen. So here's one thing though: as much as we 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 do highlight the the inefficiencies and and, and misdemeanors or rather the lack of processes and structures Safa-wise um, clubs Hugo Bruce is taking a very big leap of faith if he's taking his crop of players from the PSL knowing what the PSL is mm-hmm. and, 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 at, and at that as well overlooking the players who are playing for the most dominant side in the PSL who are actually doing very well in Africa and that is in Uani Lichali and Tembazwane shining lights currently in this particular season and he won't pick them for whatever reason Initially, it was because of the age. Initially, it was because of experience. But now, when you look at the players that he's actually introducing to the Bafana setup, these these comments don't quite hold water because, to quote, he said, the question of Jali and Zwane, they played in the AFCON qualifiers last year, but we didn't qualify. Why didn't we qualify if they're that good? I mean, by that merit, uh, then they should scrap the entire team year, 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 Italy. By that merit, they should scrap the entire team year, 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 Netherlands when they failed to qualify. But that didn't happen. You take the best that you have and you build on from there. So Hugo Bruce is not doing himself any favors because, I mean, if you look at Sundowns and how they, they, they play against Al-Akhli, teams who actually press, teams who actually um, uh, have, them, have them look at a different brand of football, a different style of football, they are actually able and adept to, to play with those players. I mean, when you talk about Ndaba Zabo, uh, Benny McCarthy and Stephen Pinar and when they actually went overseas and when they actually developed. It's not like Oboshabalala going at 30 because, no. well, I don't know, whatever move. And whoever going uh, Israel and Saudi Arabia for a little stint and coming back. It is quite risky as a coach to say, I want local players, I want to start from scratch and not pick the best. So for me, that's a controversial point that Bruce has raised himself. And I think he's shooting himself in the foot with that. Do you think we need to have more Sundowns players in the Bafana setup? So, Hugo Bruce. And, and also, lastly, it's, it's quite strange, because since Musiman has joined e- e- e Sundowns until today, as Al-Akhli, we haven't seen enough Sundowns players, regardless of what they do on the, on, the, on the National League. So that is one of those controversies, I guess. Most stranger ones. You know what? If the coach has identified that he does not want to pick these players because he does not see a future with these players, if he has established that he is building for the future 
And he looks at the two um, 32, 33-year-olds and he concludes that he, he, he does not see a place for them in his vision for the future. Mm. That's fine. Also, if his comments when he makes the... Because it's unfair to say, well, Zwani and Jali were there, but then we didn't qualify for, 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 for the AFCON or the World Cup. Mm. That's, that's a bit unfair to just put it on them. That was a team effort. Mm. But if what he means by that is if he's using their names as, well, that group of players or that generation of players have not done anything, then I'm okay with that. Mm. Where it's confusing is, as you say, that if you want to get rid of that generation of players, Fine. But then you are then bringing in Emunari suddenly, mm. who is in similar age range. You know, mm-hmm. you had said that you don't want um, Lake might not might not make it into into the squad because he's thirty and he does not have previous Bafana experience or international experience. And then he's playing. So for me, it's it's contradictory. Like pick a side. Mm-hmm. You know, make make your choice. If you are not wanting to go with players beyond a certain age range, that's fine. But then when you are seemingly targeting particular players. That 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 sounds to me as if he's 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 um marking his territory that mm. this is what I'm gonna do and I'm not gonna field questions from outside and because give a justification, you know, mm. say that this is what you want to do and what you don't want to do and then stick to that. But then when you make contradictory moves, then we're gonna come back and ask the question, well, these guys, even at their age, they're still playing the best footy in, in, in the country. And at this point, we haven't made the World Cup. We haven't made the AFCON. And they, the next AFCON is not that far down the road. And these guys are still playing the high level. If they're available for the national team, why, why then don't you pick them? Maybe you can develop a different vision for 2026 or beyond that, okay, for this next dispensation of the AFCON, they'll be there. But then after that, they won't. But then if the idea is you want to carry through players for the AFCON and then the, the upcoming World Cup, then you, as, as I'm saying, you must be consistent. You must be consistent. That's true. But I, I, I'm at loggerheads with this idea. I mean, yes, you're, you're, you're a coach. You want to have your own imprint on the squad. You want to start it from scratch and have your own mark. But I don't think you're necessarily a bad coach when you take the cream of the crop and you and you and you ride the it crest makes of the waves. The best. Yeah, I mean, if you look at Del Bosque, Del Bosque won the Euros and Marco Sena and that generation. Mm-hmm. But when Barcelona was on fire, when Real Madrid was on fire in that particular five-year span, it was an easy ticket to pick those players for the 2010 World Cup and then subsequently 2012 uh, Euros as well. When Bayern Munich and Dortmund made the Champions League final, it was easy for 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 the the French coach, German him low. coach. yeah, German coach, sorry, to pick those players because those are the hot players. So right now, I say take the Sundowns players, establish a style, establish a core, and then slowly phase them out and get the players that you want. But to start from scratch at this point in time, I think you make a, a good a point task. because if someone in the interim comes up who proves themselves better than those players, then it's a it's a simple task of you just replace them with the better player. Hmm. It doesn't have to be a matter of, well, I'm still waiting for this player to develop and he's going to develop while he's in the Bafana team. Yes, you want players to have international experience, but then you can have them in and around the squad. But if you are trying to get results, then it makes sense to have your best team in order to do that. On the positive note, though, one thing I will commend Bruce about um, when, he, when he scheduled these fixtures against Guinea, against France, is that for too long, Bafana has been running away from the big boys. We've been playing Abu, Abu Zambi, Abu Lisutu, Swaziland. Every other day, we're playing these sub-Sahara uh, uh, countries. We wanted the big boys. Look what happened, Chad. Yeah, but we need to know how far we are because if, if we're beating... It's a great gauge. Yeah, if we're beating Zambia 1-0 and we're drawing with uh, Ethiopia, it doesn't really tell us where we are because come World Cup qualifiers, Afghan qualifiers, then we're like, oh, we're short. So I think this is a but great But then, gauge. you see, that's the other thing. For me, with the thrashing, like, we are not, we're, we're not going to win the World Cup anytime soon, mm-hmm. you know? Our competition is 
on the continent. It is trying sure. to make it to the World Cup. At the moment, we are we're going to be there to make up the numbers, but that's what we're trying to do. Um, I, I don't think really even that result. The result was confusing in terms of the tactics, but in mm. terms of am I down on the result? Not too much because as I've said, I have accepted that Bafana are the winners of world football and you yeah. expect, maybe not quite five, but you expect that the best team in the world, one of the best teams in the world, to run roughshod I over mean, you. If you look at how they, how they lined up, from 1 to 11 and how and the subs that came on they were not playing no games with us as much as it was a friendly they wanted they were there to whip us they were there to boost <laughs> they, their confidence they were there to whip us <laughs> which really eventually happened but yeah as Bafana guys if your support keeps strong if not we wait for better days yeah man we are we're waiting for another golden generation maybe maybe things will change in the future in the interim Chuck on to more maybe controversial matters so we have the case of Leah Thomas who became the first openly um, transgender athlete to win an NCAA, which is the collegiate competition over in the USA. And she won the 500 freestyle um, on over the weekend of the 21st. That sparked a, 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 a letters from parents from a rival school who asked that um, she should be disqualified. Mm. from competing against um, the other girls, the other women. And this also then sparked the debate on whether or not transgender women should be allowed to compete in women's sport. On this, Chuck, what are your thoughts? Man, it's a tricky, tricky subject um, because I I don't imagine that the guys um, change their gender to become girls, to compete in sports. There mm-hmm. are other reasons besides sports. Um, and the basis of, of, of them making the switch, as we said, is outside of that. It just so happens that they participate in said sport. Um, it's tricky because then there are clear guidelines or rather there are clear biological um, advantages. S- advantages and signals as to what makes you a male and what makes you female. And when you are a transgender, they still enough male in you to give you some sort of uh, advantage. Doesn't mean you're going to win, um, but in this case, she did win, and people are saying, well, that's because of what you previously were. Um, you cannot excuse the fact that as a male, you produce testosterone naturally. And as trans- transgender, you need to take estrogen and suppress some of that natural um, occurring testosterone to put you on some equal footing with the ladies. But it is tricky because, I mean, it's like, it's like saying, Jay, um, we're going to go fight Brock Lesnar, but as in a handicap match, that's what's how we're going to try and make it fair. But my me punching Brock Lesnar is not going to be the same as him punching me. There might be two of us, but I'm going to feel it. You know what I mean? So you, you try you try even 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 things out. But end of the day, to what degree? To what level? Because yeah, try as you may, the world is not equal. Um, not yet anyway in terms of physical performance, in terms of um, how we apply ourselves in sports. Because that's why there's still women's teams in certain things. Certain sports you can mix and match, and you'll get a similar outcome. But in this case, in swimming, I think she has an advantage. I think at this point in time, maybe they are complaining because they don't quite understand to what level she has an advantage, if she even has one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think without the proper education, I, 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 if I was a parent as well, I'd complain because there she is. She looks more buffer than my girl. Um, she looks a little stronger, a little taller than my girl. She appears a particular way than what my girl and, and the rest of the group looks like. And there she's winning again. So 
that would be an issue. So it is a tricky subject, man. And and the world is trying to come around. Um, but if you're Casta Semenya, you believe the world is not trying to come around because they're barring you from competing against other women. So it is very tricky um, in that particular situation because, I mean, Nayakas is same, same, boot, same boot, different foot because it's not a transgender issue. It's intersex, but it's still a matter of can you compete with the natural, if I could call it that way, sex. So it's very tricky. Very, very tricky. So... If you have gone through puberty um, as a male, mm. you develop, um, you get to have a bigger heart, you get to have bigger lungs, your your muscle fibers and your 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 fast twitch muscles as well um, are far ahead than that of a of a woman. You, generally speaking, men also are taller. Just the physiology is more suited to produce athletic feats at a higher level than what you see of women. When you then um, transition to becoming a transgender uh, woman, there and you go through um, reassignment surgery and you get you go through um, hormone replacement therapy, that advantage is is curtailed somewhat, mm. but it is not entirely um, removed if you've gone through puberty because some of those things are still there. And what makes sport as intriguing as it is is competitive balance when you take away competitive balance then it becomes a farce mm. the reason that you hear um football fans for example um talk about the french league or the Bundesliga or what you see over in scotland as as, as, as a farmer's league is and and the reason that they can throw those jobs at those leagues is because there is one team that mm. is just overly dominant the reason um, the perception of the EPL and being the best league in the world might not be the best league technically in terms of what they, the players are able to do because I do think players in Spain and Italy are, 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 are have a better football education behind them than what you see from players in England. But it is the idea that, um, although it doesn't happen often, Liverpool can go get seven at Aston Villa. It is that um, on that one occasion, Leicester can have that Cinderella story and win the, the league. On a more consistent basis, it is the idea that anyone can get it on any given Saturday, on any given Sunday. You know, So competitive balance is what has all these eyes watching the, the world of sport. Mm. If you take it away, if you take that away, then it becomes something totally different. So the, the, the uproar from those who do not want transgender women to be participants in women's sport is the thought that they are going to destroy that competitive balance. You're going to have a group of people who previously were male and who did inherit those advantages of going through puberty as males now um, in, in, in women's sport and they are just going to be the people who are, who are, who are dominant mm. in, in, in that category of sport. But that is still to be seen. That's, 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 that, my thinking is that is still to be seen. The, maybe what you want to do and why, why, why people are against it right now is they want to stop it from happening before it happens. Mm. But as you say, right, first of all, um, I don't think anyone is, I might be wrong, but I don't think anyone transitions with the idea that I just want to go become a dominant um, 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 like female competitor, yeah. you know, because that is quite a 
if you were someone who has some athletic ability as a man and you looked over in, in women's sport the other thing about women's sport it's not that lucrative mm. um still to this day women are talking about equal pay you know and 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 or, or being paid better mm. um something close to what the men are getting um in 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 their disciplines so the decision to do that to go through hormone therapy to go through gender reassignment um surgery to go through everything that comes with being a transgender person in the world so that you can go beat a a couple of girls over what a a decade you're going to have to live with that as that person like following yeah. that what what you're mm. going to do at that point so I, I so if there is a fear that a a large group of 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 men are going to be making the decisions to go be um um to become transgender women to go be dominant women sport i think that's a bit ridiculous that would be called gender doping i just thought of the term that, that's what that would be you yeah. know so as i'm saying there are fears which uh perhaps are are, are warranted but right now chug even with the case of leah thomas right she did win the 500 free but she came fifth in the 200 free mm. also she's not breaking world records in 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 fact in one of the longer distances i believe the 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 1500 um freestyle or 1650 yards because america being america she was 9 seconds off of um the the world record of katie ledecky who is an absolute dominant athlete in in those longer distances so which is why i was confused by by the costa thing as well costa not a transgender matter but her being uh, them taking her through all these hoops that she needs to jump over in order to compete she's not even broken a world record mm. like yes she's a fair distance ahead of the field but then it just so happens that in the era she's competing in the field is just not that good because she's not even beating the best woman of all time in in in, in that sport um and that woman was doping you can you can say what you want like those people and she we know the history of, of 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 those communist countries back in those back in the day so if leah thomas had come out and she shattered absolutely shattered all the world records that have been established by by the same distance as you see what um male swimmers are ahead of like a uh, female swimmers mm. then i think we have a a a a a controversy on our hands at the moment no could it become a controversy perhaps mm. no you know it's also I think uh glaring with this is that it's individual sports where this stands out. Mm-hmm. If you had um some I mean we you find it in in rugby teams all over the world that there's this one guy who's just super strong. But because we have 14 other guys and I don't I don't have to deal with him by myself. Fine. We'll take that. We'll just get a quicker guy or someone who's more skillful and we'll try balance it out that way in terms of competitive advantage. But if it's one on one and that guy is a mountain and like going against me then it's like hold on. This is not fair anymore as you're talking about competitive advantage. So you wonder then would it if it was so in a team sport would we have so much noise um if we had one guy joining a girls volleyball team one guy joining do you think it warrants as much noise as individual sport perhaps not um as you say it is it is hard to be dominant um that way in 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 uh in team sport but the more the more the more famous sport. for example if in women's football mm. if someone comes along who is then a transgender woman and um then sets the world alight again if they're doing that in women's football what what is what is the return on investment mm-hmm. um the american women have just recently um won their case to be paid um an equal amount as the us men's national team but that's just them that is this is not true uh, across the board you know mm-hmm. so that's that's the question um what 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 would that do so if a minnow say um field a transgender woman and um she is head and shoulders better than everybody else is that minnow suddenly going to win the world cup 
I don't think so. I don't know. I think we're, we're and, and this is what I'm saying. I don't think it's not a big deal entirely. Mm. Um, I think at the moment, um, nothing has happened to make us go, hold up. This is, so, yeah, this is, yeah. yes, you know. But if, for example, Chuck, you have a, 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 a formerly um, male human being who then is trans- transitioned into being a transgender woman, and then they want to go into combat sport, Mm. I think there oh, no, we that's, we that's we different. we gonna have we gonna mm. have to have a, a a different conversation. And the thing about what's happening right now around the world with the different sports, the different sporting codes have have policies in place in mm. terms of before you can compete as woman, this is what had would have needed to happen. Which is why why one I don't think you'll go through all of that just to compete as a woman, you know. But also. As 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 far as the science is available to them at this point, this is what they this these are the recommendations. Someone like Leah Thomas, she's gone through mm. um that 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 route. She's she's actually met all the entire criteria before she can compete mm. amongst the women. So if they then look at it again and 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 see that okay it's not working, they can adjust it. But then that will cause another controversy because mm. you then try just trying to keep this person out. So ultimately, Chuck, I think the the matter here is this. I don't think sports is equipped to answer a question that has gripped society. True. This is this is something that is debated in society. Mm. The matter of a gender neutral bathroom. There are people who are for it, there are people who are against it. And I mean if that hasn't happened yet, there's not been consensus around that as of yet. What makes us think that the sporting world are the people who are supposed to be burdened with the decision of, okay, this is what is going to happen with transgender people in the world? Mm. I just don't think, um, I just don't think there's the capacity to be making such decisions. I mean, it's a hard one. You're right in that we're a long way ahead, rather we're a long way from it being an issue because it, 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 props, it crops up here and there um, but it's not people who are breaking records or dominating sports they're participating and doing fairly well here and there you know um, but it feels to me that as the world progresses more people are coming out more people are changing their sex and not because uh, it's a sign of the times or whatever but I think people were like that back then there was no medicine to aid them um, there was more shame and ridicule people were getting killed it still happens in some parts of Africa some parts of Asia where if you are gay if you are transgender you have more than just lifestyle uh, choices in terms of problems um, you mm-hmm. could get killed and so if we're going to uh, have more people come out, more people um, change their sex and, and, and live the way they identify. Um, it, it, it does pose a very interesting thing in that h- how do we, because I mean, the Custis Semenya thing has spun the, the athletic world around. I mean, if you look at her comments and what is the findings, right? I, I don't even understand. So according to Custis Suite, according to the World Athletics and its members, I'm a male when it comes to 400, 800, 1.5 and 1.6 meters. I'm a female in the 100, 200 and long distance events. For me, it doesn't I, make sense. It doesn't make sense. And so, how do you how do you create an inclusive world where Kasta can compete and feel that like she's being treated fairly? I think, as you're saying, it's a, it's a it's a social problem. And that's the question: How do you? Because the, those guidelines, what are they based on? You know, and that to me, when I when I see Kasta tweeting that, and I am then privy to this information, that to me says they don't know what they're doing. They don't really know how to go about it. And I don't think there's any sporting body in the world who can 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 say of a certainty that, okay, we we know the research, mm. we know the science, we know what is, what isn't, and this then is how we're supposed to move forward. 
and you cannot even you cannot poke holes into that because even if Chuck they just open it up yeah that's going to be a problem in itself because be, what i'm saying like yeah what i'm saying as well is it's not that there isn't a space for to voice out that maybe we have a problem with this because mm-hmm. my my thing is i'd love to hear from the athletes um what do the athletes say what you know because issue? if yeah. you if you look if you look on 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 the men's side for example when you have a guy like Usain Bolt 6 foot 5 and he's able to stride like he does come along we don't have a chance until this guy gets out of his prime you know and you can't There's do anything to to, as well. to stop mm. that but then Usain Bolt comes out around once every 100 years when as he is now no longer in the sport we're going to move on mm-hmm. you know but and i i understand as you put it um like um i'm i'm, I'm gender doping um if that's the case that's different because Usain Bolt was born that way if you yeah. want to put it that way you know whereas you've then come into this realm to compete against these people who were born um who who are cisgender from birth mm. so as i say I, i i don't think there are actual um answers that are cast in stone out there right now this is something we're going to have to play by ear as i'm saying if we ever get to a point when women's sport um the top 100 in any given um discipline mm. is made up of transgender women there's, there then there's going to be a question of is this the women's sport yeah. um or do you then need now a category for trans because then how many categories are you going to have because the other thing is are we going to get to a place where it's just going to be an 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 open field there mm-hmm. are no men and, and women's sport because if that happens all the men are going to win we 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 know how that is because yes. technically and I was saying this to someone technically men's sport is actually open um women are not barred from competing against men just you just don't do. see them because competitive balance mm-hmm. which just not does not allow for them to be there and compete and be competitive against the men we're going to have to watch this because i'm thinking of a potential step in the right direction but i don't know if it's feasible but let me ask you the question if you were running and you came second to Marion Jones and you found out Marion Jones is doping and you get uh, bumped up from silver to gold are you ecstatic or is like ah it this wasn't it wasn't in the moment when i was competing as as an athlete would you have would you appreciate that I'd, have, i'd be happy because i'd know that the only reason that they beat me on the day is because they were cheating all right cool so here's my thought i don't know if it's a solution if for instance and i know opening it up might be messy but if we let custer for instance uh, swim and, and and thomas swim and as modern medicine progresses like you know they do it with cycling and we know oh suddenly uh, we retrospectively test the the, the like samples No not not let them do but let them compete until we have better understanding of what's actually going on and uh Caster's world record will have an asterisk next to her because well technically Caster was always ahead and always had an advantage or we find out that Caster was always within the within the lines of a female athlete and we give her what's due to her and then we can say retrospectively if she is then in the wrong number 2 here's your gold i i think if you just let her run let let her run because i mean time will tell if we were right or not but if you let if you if you deny her from running you're stopping her dreams but if you're letting her run with other people who would finish second you might be first if is if that person is is doping or rather has an unfair advantage so i feel let them compete because i mean what else can we do at this point in time until we know what else can, and that's the thing they're going to have to experiment they're going to have to they're going to have to play it by ear mm-hmm. as i'm saying until you get to a point where there's been a shift a major shift and if you can point to the fact that oh they're all doing it so that they can be olympic champions mm-hmm. um as i say i don't know how many people are out there who are thinking to themselves man i i, I was i was a good yeah. uh, like high school athlete but i didn't make it to the pros mm. i'm going to go become a, a live as a transgender woman in this world yeah. just so that i can maybe get a chance at winning like olympic uh, and world glory and that's not guaranteed as well that isn't guaranteed see like with the with the casta matter for example mm. 
Caster's been unlucky, in my opinion. Caster has suffered from um, Jalemo, um, Jalemo from Kenya, mm-hmm. not actually coming through on her potential um, because Pamela, that's the name. Pamela Jalemo was as far ahead of the field as Caster was when she was 18 years old. They just just missed each other. The age allowed for them to be um, competing against one another. But um, uh, she, the Kenyan athlete, was unfortunately like injured most of the time. Had she not been injured, she would have been competing. Right? If you, I, 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 I would um, encourage you go look at um, Pamela Chilemo's videos and her mm-hmm. times and compare them to Casta Semenya's times. Had they been competing together at the same time? would have had one of the greatest like athletic rivalries of all time. And it would have had these issues. The issue is that Casta didn't get injured. Mm-hmm. She was at the top four as long as she was, and she was that far ahead of the field. Whereas, as I'm saying, um, Jalema was just as far ahead of, of the field, and it was just her talent. There was no questions around what is happening within, like, with her biology, you know. Mm. So, as, as you say, uh, maybe athletes who are just a dominant will come along and you'll have, you'll still maintain that competitive balance. As soon as that is thrown off kilter, I think that's when you maybe want to revisit as to what is happening. All right. Um, we need to visit certain comments and see what is happening there. All right, Jay. Uh, interesting comments by Paul Pogba. Oh, it's the international break and Paul Pogba is speaking? Shock of shocks. Man, the French media get the best out of this guy. So, uh, quote number one. This year is dead. We won't win anything. Whether it's with Manchester or at another club, I want to win trophies. Deschamps, or rather, uh, he's talking about Deschamps when he says, he gave me a role that I know, but Manchester United, do I, do I really have a role? I ask the question and I don't have an answer. Quote number two. I'm not satisfied at all with the last five years. We have won nothing. Now, this is a guy saying these interesting words at the end of his contract. Um, it looks like he's most likely to leave and go to PSG or some other destination. But I don't think with someone speaking like this, he'll be in a red shirt um, again. <sighs> what an interesting time to say this. Um, do you think he's, 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 he's making clear that he's leaving? Do you think he's hurt his, um, his, his relationship with the club by saying this on the brink of leaving? I'm curious as to why Popogba keeps speaking about United when he's at who's with the French national team. I'm really curious about it mm. because why? What 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 is we've we've touched on that before, you know that okay, maybe he's looking to to muscle himself out of uh, Manchester United. But then your contract is expiring at mm. this point and if you then sign on to continue with United, that would be your choice, you know? So with that being the case, I am I'm curious. Like, do you do you secretly hate the club? Um, is is there something happening behind the scenes? Like, because I, I I have this feeling that the moment he leaves, he's gonna continue speaking about his time there. And if mm. Popogba ever, uh, with his with his agent being who he is and being as smart as he is, I I I think to myself is probably whispering to him, hold on to some things. We're gonna get a book deal, and you're going to get to just lay out everything that was at Manchester United. And we're going to find out that Popopo was truly unhappy at mm. United the entire time. So when, when, he, when, he, when he speaks, um, for example, about the coach, mm. right? Again, he's throwing <laughs> his coach at Manchester United under the bus. And there are, there, there are truths to what he's saying. Mm. Because when, when Popopo was signed for a world record fee, it is because 
you saw exactly what he was doing at Juventus. You knew exactly the player that you were you 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 were signing. And I would think to myself the United had a a clear vision as to what mm. they want to do with Paul Pogba because we've seen him. He's not a prospect. He's mm. a young player, yes, but then he was already very established. He was in Ballon d'Or contention, you know. So you bring him to United because you want to plug and play. We see that at France as well. Yeah. We know exactly where Paul Pogba is going to line up. We know exactly what is asked of him and we know exactly what he's going to deliver in the French in the French shirt. Not the same thing at United. He knows that as well. And he then speaks about that because when you when you think about him at United, on one occasion he's played on the left. On another occasion he's played further forward. And when United are chasing a game, one of the pivots is removed and then he's asked to go back there. And we know he doesn't have any defensive <laughs> abilities whatsoever. Mm. So he is moved around. Um, he never speaks about this when he's in England. Um, he he only does mention it, I suppose, when he realizes how happy he is to be in a situation where he thrives as a footballer. Um, that it comes back to him that no man, where I come from is 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 a continuous um, display of, of 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 my joy being sucked from me. So. He, I, as I'm saying, I'm curious as to the actual reasons he keeps speaking about United because he must know mm. that this n- never ends well for his team who are struggling. You know, he speaks about United struggling. This only adds to United's struggle. So, man, man, it's it's, it's an interesting comment, um, particularly when you look at Paul Pogba and his lack of success at United, his lack of performance at United. But I feel that he's he's looking back when he says in the last five years I've won nothing. That's 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 a hard thing to look at and, and realize that actually I've just wasted my time at United. And I he's think, won more at France mm-hmm. than he has yeah. with 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 United. And how often do you play for a national team to be able to win a trophy? Not even get that contrast. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I think what 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 is disappointing for him is is what it initially looked like when he was coming on and signing off for United. He signs um, Nabo Schweinsteiger, there's Lata, and there's all. These Can I things. cut you off, Chuck? Yeah, yeah, and ask you this question actually: What were his expectations supposed to be when he joined United? Was it? Do you think if he was thinking that okay, I'm going to get there and we're going to be winning stuff? When you consider United at the time, mm. is that something that he should have thought was going to happen? I think, um, yes, it would be fair of him to, to expect that. Um, fine, United were not at the top of the tree at that point in time. But one, they just signed Mourinho, superstar manager who wins things, right? That's, 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 the, that's, that's the claim to fame. Number two, when you look at the fact that United were pumping money into the team, find the wrong places, but you think that we not, might not win something this particular year, next year. We should be better. The following year, we should be better. And the year after, I mean, you're not looking for United to to to, to remain dominant for all that time. I mean, when when Papa was a youth, was a youth player at United before he moved to Juve, he saw Alex Ferguson go down to Chelsea's and come back up, go down to Cities and come back up. And so I'm mm-hmm. sure in his mind, he's thinking this club won't stay at the bottom for too long. At some point, we're going to win stuff. And so he signs there. There's Rooney there. Um, there are players who are decent quality and checkbooks and, and, and signings suggest that we're going to become a better team. But when you look at the fact that it never quite materialized, I think that is that is some sort of a regret. In fact, that I stayed that long at that team. I thought it was going to get better and never never quite got better. I think for me, the glaring um, difference between France and United is that France are a team that is set up. Um, France know their identity. France have just about every area plugged in with the best possible player that you can get. That's why they're world champions. That's why um, uh, the year before they became world champions, they went to Euro finals. I mean, France are a powerhouse. 
And when you look at the fact that you're coming to a United team that sometimes we're playing squad, sometimes we're playing matches, sometimes we're playing, we don't even know exactly what is our best team. From Mourinho to Ole to Rangnick, and we're still trying to figure things out to the point where, when, to the tune where, when Bruno came through, new revelation. But soon after a while, Bruno's doing other jobs because we're not a stable team. And Bruno's Starface, and now it's Ronaldo. And, you know, they, they, they keeps coming a new dawn at United. And as soon as, as, soon as, as time goes, <laughs> the sun goes Peter's dimmer out. and dimmer. And you're like, wow, why are we here again? And we sign and we get Sancho. And we know we'll get Ronaldo, we get Varane. And like, okay, we're going to do this again. And you know what I mean? So I think when you look back at that particular time that, it looked like every time something was coming. We finished second in the league, something is coming with Mourinho. We finished second in the league with Oli, something is coming. We're in the Europa final, something is coming. And you never quite cross the line. Then you see that, well, mm, it wasn't that that good a spell. But my gripe with him as well is that I didn't see Paul Pogba give his all at, 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 in every season, in every game. And I think that's down to him. Whether it's just down to structure or United is not that great a club but it's a facade in terms of what they're trying to do and they're actually more commercial as Louis Van Howell will, will let you know I don't know man I, I, I respect him from speaking out but I also question his role in them not winning trophies I'm glad you brought out Louis Van Howell because um, I want to ask this question on the perspective of players mm. um, and, and coaches because Van Howell said that um, Ten Hag should not join United if he's looking to join a club that's about football mm. because United are about the commercial side of things and we know there's a, there's a, there's a bit of bitterness there yeah. because of how um, his time ended. But he has been on the inside mm. and he makes these comments. And when you then also um, consider the comments of Paul Pogba, I want to ask you this question. As a, a coach mm. or as a world-class talent who is looking to make their next move, would you, if you're an agent for either one of these two people, would you tell them not to join United? Based on what United have been for a few, for a, a, a number of years now, mm. and where they are right now, would you advise your client against joining up with United, either as a player or as a coach? I don't think I'd ever advise against a move to United simply because if you look at um, the powerhouses now, they look almost set. Um, like if you sign for City, as Ferran Torres found out, you're not guaranteed to play, and so you go back to Spain. If you sign for Liverpool. Um, you're not guaranteed to play as well because they've got their select front three. They've got their midfield of busy bodies and hard workers. And so you've got then the second tier level of teams who are in the Prem. That's Arsenal, Tottenham, Man United. And of those, then you can say, well, based on spending power in terms of um, commercial appeal, in terms of not, not, not particularly this season, but if we look at the last two, three uh, couple of seasons, you will play in Europe. You know, which you didn't get from Tottenham, which you didn't get from um, e, 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 e Arsenal as well. So I think it's still an interesting prospect. If you if, if you want to build your talent, it's still one of the best platforms to shine on. Um, so I think Rashford can, can can get himself, except for this particular season, he can get himself a, a move to one of the bigger clubs because United is that platform. De Gea is still one of the best goalkeepers and you can see that because of that particular platform. So I think I'd, I'd say yes, um, but... Considering that this now, this club has won nothing for the last five years, and you don't know when they're gonna, you don't know when they're gonna when they, the players who signed for Spurs, Jack, I'd say are on that second tier. So I'm talking about and when Paul Pogba signed type level player, where if if, level, if yeah. United and other clubs are offering a world record fee, say like Mbappe or Haaland, mm. or even consider um, Harry Kane, mm -hmm. you know, if the choice is out there and United is one of the choices, would you make the choice to go to United? Look, um, there, there are two things at play. One, um, the easy, the easy answer. If you want to get your your cups and trophies, go to City, go to Liverpool, go to Chelsea. You'll find something. 
but there's there's this thing that 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 I think is 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 a dangling carrot that should they start to be great again, and you're the catalyst. You know what I mean? I, I think that it's is enticing. a big, It's enticing, and and I think that's why managers throw their hat in, in, into that because as much as Louis Van Hal was what Van Hal was. When they appoint Oli and they have him for as long as they do, you you, you do ask yourself, what's going on at the club mm-hmm. after year one? Year two, no one else, still Oli. Year three, still Oli. What do they actually want to win? Because we all knew Oli was underqualified for the job and there were better prospects and better names out there. And so I think that that, that if if we're looking now, because Rangnick Ukon, and, and they're looking to change the structure, I think they're even going to get a director of football. Then you might say, I think if you look at the, look at how the season ends out, um, whether they get top four or not, but if they start to get a particular identity and if they start making moves and Ten Hag comes in or Pochettino comes in as an agent maybe I'll see the player go but I think if you want guaranteed satisfaction I think like I said go play at Arsenal win something and then follow your dreams and go at Barca but that I mean Gucci, you can play at Spurs at Arsenal at Chelsea whatever but then if that move is still there for United later on make that move so to answer your question as a plan B United will be there but not as Go not ahead. one above nah. others. I think I think um someone like in Ten Hag's um position, especially if you look around with the jobs that would be available, the United job is available, um the City job isn't available, the Liverpool job isn't available. Although those will be available in a few years. Mm. Um That's as we've right. heard, um Klopp and Pep have have, have said in in, in, in in the media that we don't have more than two years or three years of each left and they mm. keep reiterating that they're gonna leave. After I think the current deals run out, so maybe you want to wait for that, mm. you know. But um, that may change, or they may go in a different direction. You don't have any guarantees. Mm. But then, if United are on the board and you're the IX coach, that for me, you go there. Mm. You know, yes, of course, you'd like to sit down with um, the powers that be, and you want to hear what is their plan. And of course, they're going to sell you a pitch. And then when you're on the inside, if it doesn't quite work out as what you heard. Here, we, we, we heard not too long into his tenure as the Spurs coach, Conte was disillusioned mm. with what is happening over there. You know, So <laughs> you, you get one. to United with the idea that, um, um, as, 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 as our guest had said previously, like, you're going to get a budget. But if you are not the one making the decisions and there isn't a director of football and the decisions are made by people who are not qualified to make those decisions then it's going to be a problem. Um, but I think if that's the narrative whereby you are the coach, and but then you didn't get to implement what you wanted to implement and you still didn't have success, I think your your reputation is intact in mm-hmm. that situation because it's very obvious that you were sabotaged by by the board. You yeah. know, But as you say, that, that, that carrot, it is enticing to be the person who, still at this point, you'd be following Sir Alex Ferguson, mm. to be... The next United coach to win the league, or the next United coach to win the Champions I League. I mean, if you look at the glory that Klopp carries, there's not now, much that measures to that. If you look at the, the glory that Klopp carries now, because he's got them that that Premier title after what thirty years or whatever, that is immense. And I mean, when he it was doesn't even really job, matter. No one is even considering much. What did Klopp do prior to Liverpool? Mm. He was a great coach, yeah. but he's been elevated so much more oh, because yeah. of bringing success to the Reds. So I think uh, to answer your question. United is still an enticing destination, but I think it, it falls short compared to the other guys who are in their league. As for Paul Pogba, should he just leave? Are you are you are you done? Man, I, I would love to see the French version of Paul Pogba, but after five years, it's not coming. Is it gonna happen? Nah, it's not uh, is it gonna maybe a new but yeah. They've there, been there are too many, too many. Uh, too uh, many is, there's too many things United. that you need to happen for that to happen. 
All right, guys, this is where we end the show um, this week. Thank you for joining us on Tour Front. Please like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Please follow us um, on social media. You can find us at Tour Front Pod. And you can find us at Tour Front Pod, both on Twitter and on Instagram. You can find me at J underscore Zulu. You can find Chuck at Chuck Two Up. From J, I am Audi. All right, guys, hit us up on those platforms. Let us know what you think. Uh, topics covered in this particular podcast are Bafana against France. How badly do you think we performed? And do you think there is a way out of this particular rut? Paul Pogba's comments are very interesting. Um, do you think he's, he should stay? And if he's going to leave, where do you think he should go? And lastly, transgender women in the world of sports, or any transgenders in any world of sports, how do we get around that? This is Chuck, and I'm out. <laughs>